Hello and welcome to Balancing the Force. I'm Jim on the light side. And I'm Sean from the dark side. Today we want to talk about uh, The Mandalorian and specifically we're going to talk about some of the characters in the show. We're going to give you our take on uh, what we liked, maybe what we didn't like, or just in general about the characters. Well, I've made a little list and I'm going to go over this with Sean and I hope you enjoy the show. So, Sean, there's a group that we call the the crew. They're from episode six, and it consists of Ranzer Malik, who's the leader, uh, Mayfield, who's the kind of the point man of the mission, and Berg, a Devoronian, Zero, the droid, and Quinn and Sheehan are Twi'lek siblings. And and for some of you all that are out there before that were posting about the characters in that squad, and you're everybody's like, oh, so, oh, Mayfield looks like this. No, that's Bill Burr. He's a comedian, and he's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So when you, if you look at uh, Ranzer Milk, he's the leader. He doesn't have a huge role. He's just kind of the bad guy. He has a past with uh, a past with um, the Mandalorian, somewhat. Do you have any? No, he's there. No, because there really isn't much information that I've seen on him. I know he's like you know the long-haired beer, beer belly guy that runs, yeah. <laughs> runs the outfit that you know they're uh, operating at pretty much out of the outer rims. Yeah, it looks like or close to the outer rims. Some kind of little gang. So, and then I would think the next guy in charge is Mayfield. He played by Bill Burr, as Sean said. Um, some of the information we have on him is that he's an imperial sharpshooter. He's a, a great trigger man, and he has that backpack blaster. Sean, what did you think of him? Um, no, I thought he, he was a great character, you know. And uh, if you ever watch Bill Burr stand up, he's pretty much the same character that he plays in the show. He's kind of an asshole, um, likes it, likes his little rants and whatnot. But as far as the backpack thing, that's that's got to be. Um, Neural linked or something because yeah. I mean, just can't pop up and do whatever he wants right. to do. His targeting system with linked into him somehow was pretty cool. Then, uh, so his, his character I liked a lot, I think we both did. Then there was Berg. Berg is a Deveronian and and oh, he seems like a jerk and he seems indestructible. Did you have any other thoughts on oh, him? Yeah, well, okay, when I watched the one episode when the doors came down. I thought it was done for, and then it's like, all right, no, the guy's a lot stronger than he actually appears. Don't know if he's indestructible. Yeah, they don't really go into his character a lot. Although he's pretty much an asshole as well. Yeah, but <laughs> when the second door closed, I didn't see how he could survive it. But you know, maybe the second door closing just like knocked him back. Or oh, something. I should have lost a horn or something. a finger or something. Yeah, but maybe it chopped off his toes, and we just didn't see it. Uh, then the next the next character I would say would be uh, Quinn and Shion, the Twi'lek siblings. They just seem downright sadistic and crazy. Uh, they were creepy. What? Do you have any thoughts on them? Oh, they're both psychopaths. Yeah. And there's some sibling stuff going on there that we probably can't really get into on this. <laughs> but uh, no, there's there's some no. She's a psychopath for one, 
and so is her brother. Yeah. And, you know, and she's got a history with the Mando. We have no idea what that is right now. Uh, hopefully they'll bring it up in the second season. Yeah. But I'm my speculating, and there's no, no insight, but speculating. I'm thinking maybe the Mando is the reason why her brother was in prison. And so maybe he yeah. brought him in on a bounty or maybe something else he went down. But it seemed like there was some kind of hatred there between them for people that oh, worked together. Kind of a, a whole love-hate relationship. Yeah. So. And then last in that group is Zero. He's uh, Q90. And he seems like actually a pretty cool droid. Like, he, you know, he seemed like he was a good, uh, awesome pilot and kind of had a sarcastic uh sense of humor to him or whatever but he uh you know he apparently he he, he was you know evil too because it looked like he was going after the you know the baby yoda at the end what do you think about it well you know the thing is they found out what the bounty was or uh, at least zero found out what oh, the yeah, bounty yeah, was right and uh because he did the the research on the mando and so he started going after the baby yoda or the child yeah and um but, you know, it was a whole mouse hunt and this and that. And he looked more like a God, uh, Mantis from DC. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he did a little <laughs> bit like that. <laughs> That's what he reminded me of. <laughs> I just thought of that. I'm like, yep. <laughs> you know, because the big bug eyes and whatnot. And, and their crew, they all, uh, they, together they were a pretty fierce crew, but not... No match for our hero, the Mandalorian. Okay, the next, I'm going to go through a list of characters, and we have quite a few. So we're not going to spend a long time on each one. If we get, when we get to one, I'm just going to let Sean give you his take on that character. <laughs> um, so if it may be 10 seconds, it may be 10 minutes, probably not 10 minutes, but we'll just go through the list. So I'm starting with number 13. It's Peli Mato. She's the mechanic. What did you think about her character? You know what? You know, the character, she was kind of cool, but to me, she looked more like the Sigourney Weaver from Aliens, you know, at the young point, you know, yeah. the, the long curly hair and whatnot, and the what the fuck is going on attitude, and it's like, huh, well, here's the baby, yeah, I'm going to charge you more, so it's kind of like, kind of between her and, I don't know, Lone Shark, yes, yeah. I don't know, Which a used car salesman type thing. She seemed like she had a good heart, though. In the yeah, end. she had a good heart. And she, uh, she did the right thing. Yeah. So, and then the next one we'll talk about, which probably won't be too long, is Dr. Pershing. He appeared to be a clone scientist or geneticist or whatever. Yeah, he was, um, yeah, he worked in one of the clone facilities. Apparently, if you, if you, if you pause it and you look at it, you can see his badge or whatnot. If you see the other reviews, you can see it as well. And uh, he wanted to keep the baby alive for genetic samples or whatever. And, yes. but he seemed like, you know, he's one of those guys that the um, Republic can turn easily as long as he had the resources and whatnot. So I don't think he's really loyal to the empire or what the empire wants. He just wants to do his own thing. Yeah. Just so. for the science of it, probably. Yeah. That's just my that's just my take yeah, on it. Yeah, I got so. the same feel. And then we have uh, Toro Calican. He's the young bounty hunter. What do you think of his character? <laughs> Used car salesman. <laughs> <laughs> nah, he's you know 
his character, I mean, you see it from right off the get-go. You know, it's like, oh, oh, you want a job? Yeah, I can give you a job, but this is what's going to cost you. Yeah, I'll give you this, but, you know, he's kind of, you know, like I said, used car salesman. He's kind of sleazy, you know, does what he wants to do, but he's going to stab you in the back. <laughs> yeah, he got the feeling he was kind of ambitious beyond uh, reason for someone he thought his age. Um, and then we have... A character which the actors you and I both love, and there's a lot more to come. We only have a tidbit now. Yeah, but it's Finnick, <laughs> Finnick Shan, oh. played by Ming. Uh, oh, man. Uh, written down. I didn't write down her no. name, but we both love her. But watched. when she is awesome, yeah. I love her. She's oh, she, God. I liked her a lot in the... Um, in the, the Marvel one. Yeah, that, yeah. Uh, uh, Shields. Shield. Agents of Shield. Yeah. And then also first saw her in Joy Luck Club. Yeah. So and that was a long time ago. And, and, and I fell in love with her then. I love her character now. Yeah. And she still is. God. <laughs> she gets better looking the more she ages. Yeah, she does. Um, she also had not a really huge part, but it looked like but hopefully, setting it up for more. Well, hopefully she'll be coming back. Someone came up on her. Yeah, so I think on the end of that one episode, will she come back as a as a maybe that was like maybe that was like Darth Maul or somebody and and she'll come back as a Night Sister or something. Who knows? It could anybody anything. Oh, a Night Sister, but would be awesome. Or like not maybe not a Night Sister, but a. Um, what did he? What did he call the Inquisitor? Maybe a Inquisitor. Who knows? Maybe uh, she'll be back in it. She seems like she'd be a a, a really cool Inquisitor, spinning around that double bladed lightsaber yep. location. But that's just wild speculation. Okay, and then we move to a, um, another very attractive young woman is Omara, who uh, Omara it plays um, a widow, a young widow. Who is in the village where the, the when they went for sanctuary? Yeah, somewhat. There's some kind of like somewhat attraction, and, flirtation between her and the Mandalorian. Yeah, and I love to see the background on her because she's the only one in the village that knows how to handle a fucking blaster. Yeah, and, I, it's, and it's like, and everybody's like, going, okay, you know. So yeah, there's what, something different. She didn't. I don't think she came from that village. I think she ended up in that village. Maybe with her husband, or maybe her husband was a rebel, or who knows. But she, everyone else in the village, like you said, was just basic farmers, and she looks military trained. So yeah. there's some story there we're going to get in the next season, I think. Man, I hope so, because, yeah, you know, also she, a great beautiful, character. Yeah. Beautiful, young beautiful woman. woman. And, and uh, like a great actress. Love to see the background on that character. Yeah, I would too. I think we will get it. And after that, we're, we're heading to uh, Moth. Gideon. Now he uh, doesn't isn't in the movie a lot, but there's some super key things with him that I mean he holds the black dark saber, the dark saber. How, that's a that's where I want to know where to come from yeah. and where to get it because I'm, I'm thinking, he's not a Jedi. He's not he's not a Sith Lord. No, I'm thinking um, that he he was involved with the Purge where they stole all the steel, you know, the best car, and he must have somehow stole that too maybe they they murdered whoever was the mandal mandalore at the time but there's obviously well, um, more see, and the other thing is too he knew the mandalore what his father's name or something like that he knew who he was yeah yeah he knew who, who he was, he was and actually he knew who the 
Uh, uh, Kara, uh, he knew she who she was, and he knew, who, and he knew the who the guild leader was. And they said he was a Mandalorian, said he was a ISB officer, which is the Empire's intelligence agency. So he he must he used to be one of the you know the spooks. The, so he's like the CIA yeah, or NSA spooks, but the... <laughs> kind of even worse, more like the more like the Nazis SS or something. You know, very nah. very creepy, powerful group that has like extra. They have ex, like if you're in the I think, ISB, it, I think it's the NSA. Yeah, yeah. Well, if you're in the if you're <laughs> national in, security organization, if you're in the ISB, you know you. You can out you outrank regular military people just because you could, in the in the old empire because you like you were like working kind of directly for the empire the emperor to kind of make sure everybody was good or, or following your rules but so he's going to have a bigger role it's going to be a big role and then we have uh, IG Eleven who was just outstanding I thought I loved the character from the very beginning. <laughs> And I liked the character even more when they when he was you know turned into the nurse droid. Yeah. So what did you think of him? Well, okay. At the beginning with I with IG Eleven, where he's just taught you know he was the, the assault droid or whatever. When we, and then when he got turned into the nurse droid in the last step, you know, in the last episode, you see him just bombing through on the bike. On the hover bike, just wasting everybody. Baby Yoda sitting in the front with a big smile and laughing on his face. Yeah, you know, and just wiping everybody out. And that was just awesome. He's like, it's like, no, I cannot do that. I'm the nurse droid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was pretty good. And uh, his he, uh, of course, I I'll put it. It'll be in the title, but obviously the spoiler edition. But he, uh, you know, he saves the day in the end. He finally gets to. To fulfill his manufacturer's protocol, <laughs> and he was not taken alive. No, he didn't fulfill it. Yeah. He uh, wanted. Yeah. He went with the manufacturer's protocol yeah. because he could be taken. Right. So after IG Eleven, we have the client played by Warner Herzog, who I thought was outstanding. It was so so good. Sean, what do you think? Of oh man, okay, this guy. Um, never seen him in any movies or shows. Um, I know he's got. A, he's a playwright. Or he's directed a lot of plays and other stuff, but he's never really been on film. But the guy was just awesome, and he has that whole freaking creepy feeling he, about he, him. He does, you know. Very, <laughs> he's like one of those guys, like, oh. It's okay, child. You know, <laughs> one of those things while you're stroking your chicken, you're going, ah, crap. <laughs> <laughs> so we both, I think, really like that character. And then we have Kara Dune, the uh, the rebel shock troop trooper, who is uh, played by uh, Gina Carrara. I can't say her name. Carrara. Yeah, she is uh, a super talented fighter and physical actress but i thought she, her acting was great and i've heard a lot of criticize criticism for pre previous things that she'd been in where her her dialogue was really bad i thought she did great what do you no, think no no this uh this role suited her well i mean she's a badass in this thing you know god was not wasn't she uh, like on wwe or something like so, that she yeah. was a wrestler or mma or something um, I, I don't know Excuse me for my ignorance when it comes to this. I'll have to look into her past or whatnot. But anyways, no, she is a badass in the show. 
and I love it, and I hope, God, in season two, that, you know, they put a band together. Yeah. You know, with her and, uh, what was it, Grief? Yeah, her, Grief, and the Mando, you know, and maybe a few other players come in, you know, and have that, you know, God, man, you got to have it, because she's got to be a major player in this show. Yeah. Well, her and, and Omara could... But they have a kid, so they can't. She can't really run around fighting, but she could probably do it if she, if you, if they give her a blaster. No, I'm thinking Omara. God, I hope she plays a part in the in the next series as well, because, and like I said, there's a background to her. Yeah, I think we we'll get there. And something's got to be told about that. I, I'm thinking she is a rebel soldier or a fucking sniper. Who knows? Or, she could have been on the other side. Yeah, defected. Exactly. But I think, I think not, but I think we'll we'll get to the bottom of that. Okay, and then we, as we just mentioned a minute ago, we got Grief Karga. He's the guild leader, uh, played by Carl Weathers, and I thought his character was out. I loved his character. It was one of my favorite characters in the whole show. Sean, what did you think of him? <laughs> All righty, here we go. No, um, no, he was awesome. Still plays the same, arrogant, you know. Um, I'm above you all type person. And then when Amanda goes against the guild, you know, pretty much for him, it's all about money and about his standing. So, I mean, you know, politics. So. Yeah, I feel, I feel like he would, he, but his, you he know, was a code, so it was kind of an honor-bound thing and he couldn't go against it. But I thought out of all the bounty hunters, he was maybe the least, the least, you know, um, uh, he was the least threat. He, he kind of he kind of had like a code that he lived by, but he wasn't really a bad guy. That's what my my perception. Well, he he redeemed himself. Yeah, you know later on. Yeah, and which was awesome because you know, kind of saw it coming, but I didn't really see it coming. One of those type of things. Yeah. It's like you know, I was like, uh, what's he gonna do? Yeah, <laughs> I'm pretty sure. In, in my perspective, Mandalorian shot him in the best car in the in the early episode. Yeah, he didn't want to kill him. That's uh, what that I was think. What, the second episode. Yeah. So then, now we're moving to one. It's it's number three on our list. It's number one on probably everyone else's list that we're talking about. But it's number three on ours. We're going to talk about the child or Baby Yoda. <laughs> this 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 character is incredible. I mean, if you don't love it then I don't think you really like Star Wars. He's just a Muppet. He's a baby Yoda. He's got the force. He's cute. He's just incredible. Um, but, I mean, I take that back. You could not like it and like Star Wars. I just think that well, the it's thing is, not to. It, what the people, you know, a lot of people are thinking, it's like, oh, he's a Sith because he force choked. Yeah. And then, you know, he's a Jedi because he heals. So it's like, well, he's, for his species, he's way too young. Yeah. You know, to determine what he wants to follow. So he's actually, his job right now is to protect the Mandalorian yeah. or whatever, you know. So with the whole arm wrestling thing, when he force chokes, you know, and he's like, <laughs> he's like, no, stop, stop, stop. Yeah. Well, <laughs> She's a friend. She's a friend. <laughs> well, te technically, in the old, the old stuff, there was a Sith race, but that's been gone forever. So you're not a Sith or a Jedi just because you're born with the Force. You're born with the Force, and then you take a path. If that path leads uh -huh, to the exactly. dark side or the light side, and even then, you don't have to be a Jedi or a Sith. You could just be on the dark side or the light side. So that's premature to guess. And I, anybody I, wants to argue about that, remember uh, Luke. Luke Skywalker 
force choked. The Gamorrean guards yep. in Return of the Jedi. <laughs> so, so there's not. You a can't lot really say Baby Yoda is going to be a Sith, right? But it, but then again, he also heals because you know. Yeah, and there's <laughs> and that's a skill that the dark side doesn't really. Uh, at least I don't know if they don't incorporate it. I don't know if it's canon or if it's legends, but typically well, it was it's not in, something. It was in at. the book. Yeah, there's it a was in one it. of the books. Uh, dark oh. pain. Yeah, it was in the Bane. Uh, Which I think the Bane is actually not Yeah, because the one Jedi sacrifice, you know, he yeah. can heal himself, sacrifice himself, whereas the Sith or the Could. Dark Forces, and they, thought he they did. didn't, they didn't, they don't choose the, yeah. they choose the, what, pain over healing. Yeah. So I know, it's not a dark side trait that we know of. And then, so, uh, as, a, so as a baby, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, yeah, well, no, look how when you were growing up. All right, you know, toys and stuff like that. You can choose this or you can choose that. Doesn't yeah. matter. Until yeah. you got older, and then I was like, oh, I got to do this. Yeah. And, you know, the only time he looked angry was when he thought someone was hurting who he looks at. Yeah. He's, yeah. Well, he's so, looking at. Yeah. It's already been, um, well, in the last episode, it was already told that Mando's, you know, the armor is like, you're his dad, yeah. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. He's like, ah, shit. Okay, so then... At least he doesn't have to pay child support or yeah. something like that. So. <laughs> yeah, so then we get to... Uh, number two on our list is Quill. Quill was uh, Ugnot, and his character, to me, uh, felt like... Since the whole thing's kind of a Western, he felt like kind of the sage, old, wise man, native or he, something. He, he was the that, native. That was guiding him through his journey... And you know the wise man of the village. I thought or... he was, his character was great. Nick Nolte's voice in there, it still was awesome. And I have spoken. Is all you got to say? I think. Well, Sean, what did you think yeah. of the character? No, the character, yeah, is you know more for that planet. He was like the native, um, and you know he spoke a lot of wisdom, helped out when he could, lived off the land, and only took from the land from what he needed. Yeah. So. Well, I have spoken. Yeah, I've spoken. And last, <laughs> last but not least, obviously, is the Mando, the Mandalorian. And uh, I, I really, what can you say? Everyone who watched the show or is interested in the show and knows his story. He's a good-hearted. He was a bounty hunter, but because he was a foundling, seeing uh, the baby Yoda or the child, yeah. he, he wants to do what's right. Had like a force awakenings in his heart but on not the force but on on his goodness and he's just each episode it feels like he's kind of well, <clears throat> moving more to the light well that's why the the mandalorians backed him up yeah because they're like this is the way this is the way and they, you know because the child is a family you know pretty much there's no parents and whatnot involved and what i hated the most um not about the show it's about the comments that everybody is putting down about the actor because oh, yeah. they're all like, "Oh, that's not what we expected." When they, you know, when they took his helmet off, and yeah. I'm like, and they're all, I'm like, "Who'd you think the guy just got shot in the head and got blown up?" Yeah, you know, the guy's sweaty, bloody, whatnot. What'd you expect? Maybe they wanted him to come out of that helmet looking all handsome, but but yeah. no, in real life, I mean, <laughs> with anything, I mean, yeah, it, and he his character. Uh, now is basically left in a spot where he's apparently going to go try to take the baby Yoda to find his race, which yeah, is pretty it, interesting because yeah, because no, yeah, no one knows 
where's race is at, where it's from, what planet. Um, actually, uh, Dagobah would probably be the best. Yeah, we were from Dagobah, but there was other yeah, Dagobah. Well, that was that's because, where Yoda went. Yeah, that's where, that's where Yoda went. Yeah. So that'd be like the only clue Maybe. that you have. Yeah, and <laughs> I mean... And then, you know, the Dagobah system, you know, this, that whole system... It's probably been tracked down by the, you know by the imps. If if he even knows, if anybody even knows about Dagobah, right? I mean, I know where he's at. Yoda passed away on Dagobah, but I don't. And Luke Skywalker maybe told someone I don't know, but they. It's it's pretty interesting because if they're gonna find, if they find that race, is that whole race automatically powerful? Like Yoda and Yaddle and now the child is that whole race powerful? Oh, is Yaddle dead? Yeah, but it, but. It, but she was a Jedi Master. I think she was on the Council. So, I, I my thought is there isn't really a race of. No, Yodas. I'm thinking I they're think spread they out like, throughout. Well, they kind of like spawn. You know, they kind of like come out of the nowhere. Well, and, okay, and, so, you know, one of my theories was is like when one dies, yeah, you know, they leave something behind, and that will produce another. Yeah, something. So like it's that. almost like they're cloning themselves in some weird way. Or the force. Eh, you never know. So yeah. I mean. Who knows? It is, and they because well, okay, okay, look at this. And uh, what's it? Uh, the, the Last Jedi. You never saw the, you know Yoda. Yeah. <laughs> you know, as a Force ghost, so yeah, uh, maybe he reincarnated himself. Yeah. Well, you know, it could be the. Uh, there's a lot to. There's a lot they can they can do because there's no canon about his race. So. Uh, John Favreau and Dave Filoni can write the canon going forward about the race. And Dave Filoni is a direct disciple of uh, George Lucas. And I know he'll do the right thing. He'll make it, yep. he'll make it good. And, uh, so I'm excited. This has been a very long podcast and we had a lot of fun and we're going to attend to do, do more on the Mandalorian now that the season is wrapped up and everyone's had a chance to watch it. But until next time, may you find the balance in life. Yeah, keep the force balance, man. <laughs>